I'm Brett Chang. And I'm Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for Wednesday, October 27th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. So Jay, temperatures have finally dropped and it is fully fall. I am bundled up and enjoying my pumpkin spice lattes in the comfort of my cozy condo. I've got the candles lit. It's quite a vibe. And I have to ask, do you have a favorite fall tradition? Any pumpkin picking with the Rosenthal family? Uh, we are pumpkin picking per se a lot of peas. We are pumpkin painting. This is our new thing since the pandemic. We paint the pumpkins like fully and they look really cool. This year, we're going matte black pumpkins. That's very punk. It's very punk. And in fact, it will be the coolest gourd in Canada. I think you have to see it to understand it. Like you have to see the spelling of it to understand it. But I hopefully the, the listeners are, are smarter than me. Well, like gourd is a popular name in Canada. If you, gotta explain it, if you got to explain it, it's not a great joke, Jay. Fair enough. We do have some things we do want to explain. Do you want to tell the Peak Pals what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, absolutely. For our first story, Tim Horton's suburban sales. For our second story, GM is getting charged up. And for our last story, George Weston is selling their bread company. For our first story, Tim Horton's sales reveal which areas in Canada are recovering from the pandemic. Okay, Brett, how does Tim Horton's do what? Like what's going on, Double Double? Well, this is the magic of economics, Jay. So yesterday, Restaurant Brands, the parent company of Tim Hortons, released their quarterly earnings report. In the report, they broke down where the infamous Canadian coffee chain saw strong gains and where they were weaker. And this kind of tells a pretty interesting story about the state of the Canadian economy. As you can imagine, their downtown locations have been doing pretty crappy because most Canadians still are working from home or just now getting to the office in downtown settings. But a very different story is emerging in rural, suburban, and exurban communities where the restaurants are bustling and drive throughs are incredibly busy. Tim's is even struggling to hire staff to keep up with the demand, which is probably like double-double right now. So Brett, why should people else care about Tim Horton's earnings? By the way, I live in downtown Toronto and I go to Tim's here and it's still pretty busy. So I, I don't know, I don't know how accurate this all is, but as much as it feels like we're getting back to our post-pandemic normal, certain segments and even geographies continue to struggle with COVID restrictions. For our second story, GM is adding 40,000 charging stations in Canada and the U.S. Jay, tell us about GM's charging plans. Sure. Uh, well, here's the context. GM is obviously one of the world's largest automakers, and they say they want to compete with Tesla and electric vehicle sales. They're so serious about this that they plan to spend $35 billion with a B on their electric vehicle strategy through 2025. But to beat Tesla, GM knows they need to build a charging network to rival Elon Musk's, so they're investing heavily in setting up chargers throughout Canada and the U.S. And so GM will not only install 40,000 chargers at gas stations and rest stops throughout the continent, but they're also working on selling their own proprietary charger that could be used in homes or businesses. By the way, Tesla's had this for years, I think, so they're a bit behind. Jay, why should Peak Pals care about GM's charging ambitions? Well, it's the second story in as many days about electric vehicles. The first one was yesterday where we talked about Hertz buying 100,000 Teslas. So for electric vehicles to really gain mass adoption, charging stations need to be as accessible as like gas stations. So GM's networks will be welcome addition to the transition away from gasoline vehicles. For our last story, Toronto-based George Weston is selling their bread business for $1.2 billion. Brett, that's a lot of bread. So tell the Peak Pals why this company is so valuable. I can't believe I didn't think of that joke myself. George Weston's bread business is named after the founder of Loblaws, the great George Weston, and it's still actually owned by the Loblaws parent company, 
They operate brands including Wonder Bread, Ace Bakery, and Country Harvest. You might know them. Wawa CEO Galen Weston, who is the great-grandson of George Weston, said a few months ago that the company was looking to spin off this bread business, which is actually a huge business. It's $1.2 billion, so they could focus more on their core businesses, which right now are Loblaws and Shoppers. Enter FGF Brands, another Canadian consumer packaged goods holding company that was happy to pick up George Weston and their iconic bread brands for a cool $1.2 billion. So, Brett, why should PayPal's care about George Weston and the rest of the crumbs? Well, this is more a fun piece of Canadian history than anything, but bread is where the Weston family got their start. Long before Loblaws, George Weston built a transcontinental empire selling bread from the prairies to the UK. And so it's really the end of an era for the whole Weston family and their empire. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to and only daily Canadian business news podcast in the country. If you've got a second one, follow this podcast on your app of choice, leave us a review and share it with friends and family. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. And as always, thanks to Dale Richardson and 306 Media Productions for putting together this episode. Thank you, Dale. And thank you, Brett. I'm going to go buy some more bread. Have a good day, Brett.